Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Welcome to another podcast, Freedom Rings, and we're continuing to bring to you lots of good freedom fighters. And today we have one of Tennessee's best. Uh, Bill Haslam has served not only as governor, but he was the mayor of Knoxville prior to that. And having that heart for public service really kind of drew him out of the business world where he had served as the CEO of Sachs and into public service. And we're thrilled to hear a little bit about his story today and also a little bit about the book that he has recently written. So, Governor, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks. It's fun to be on the podcast and it's fun to get a chance to catch up with you. Well, we certainly enjoy uh, hearing from you. And I think Tennesseans are just really so excited to keep up with you. But talk to me a little bit about how you developed this yearning to be in public service and what drew you out of the private sector into serving as mayor. Well, thanks. Uh, like you, uh, I think we all look for where can we contribute? Where, you know, where are the places that God has called us where we think we can make a difference? And when I was uh, in business, I had a group of people come to me and say, you should think about running for mayor. And, and I literally laughed. I said, no, no, you got the wrong guy. Um, they said, well, why don't you think and pray about that? And it's kind of hard to tell somebody you won't think and pray about it. And then I, I went to a group of men that I'd met with every Friday morning for about 20 years. And they all said, yeah, I think that that idea makes sense. And <clears throat> surprisingly to me, Chrissy had said the same thing. And so I ran for mayor. had a very close race. Knoxville is we don't run partisan elections for city uh, for city offices, but everybody kind of knows what you are in the city of Knoxville, even though Knox County is very Republican. The city of Knoxville actually votes Democrat. And so I barely won. Uh, but I, I discovered once I was in office that I loved being mayor. I loved the chance to leverage the difference you can make. And um, so it ran again and was reelected. And so then in 2010, when an open governor's seat came up, it kind of felt like, well, if I'd, if I'd loved this as much, I ought to give that consideration, did, and, and ran. And again, I'm sure there, there there might be a better job somewhere than being governor of Tennessee, but I, I've never seen it. It's just being the governor of your home state is great. And if your home state is Tennessee, it's even better. Well, I think you're exactly right on that. Our podcast is titled Freedom Rings, and we really put the focus on freedom, free people, free markets. And uh, talk a little bit about what freedom brings. And as you grew up in Tennessee, how you began to realize how important freedom is to the choices and decisions you make. Yeah, and I think you really realize that um, when you have a chance to go to other places. You go to other countries that aren't as free and you, you realize the the choices that we can make for us, ourselves as Americans. And, you know, as you know, I'm, 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 I'm singing to the choir here, but, uh, you know, Tennessee is a state where freedom is, is deep in our bones. I'm, I'm from the Appalachian part of the state where it's uh, people take very seriously the, the rights and privileges that, that we have. And uh, one of the 
things that you see when you have a chance to serve, whether it be mayor, governor, city council, school board, United States senator, is how deeply people care about the things that they hold dear. And of course, that's one of our struggles as a country is how do we live with our deepest differences when people, you know, have, have strongly different opinions, but that the ability to do that, I think is what I think energizes all of us who get a chance to serve. And then when you were serving as a governor, what was your, as you would make decisions, what would be your filter? Did freedom enter into that filter? Sure. I mean, you know, I think we all have a lot of filters of things we believe. Like you you referred to it earlier. I'm I'm a strong believer in our free market system. I I just think the market can decide where resources should go better than the government can. It's just, Mm -hmm. I just have seen that a thousand times. You know, I'm a strong believer in the, the role that, uh, that, or I'm sorry, I'm strong, strong believer in the role of limited government that, mm-hmm. um, you know, government is like fire out of control. It causes a lot of problems under control. It can cook our food and heat our, uh, warm our homes and everything else. And, um, I think the, one of the things you see real quickly in office is there's certain things government does really well and certain things we don't need to be doing at all. And, using those using those kind of knowing what you believe and why you believe that what you want to do when you get into office i think makes a a lot of difference in how you actually um, act while you're in office and let's talk a little bit about your book that you have out (laughs) give me the synopsis on that one yeah the, the book is called faithful presence it's the promise and peril of faith in the public square and you know, this decision about or this question about the role of faith in the, in the public arena is not a new one. It's, it's, it's been with us since before the country started. Um, but what our founders did in this country was something that I think was really important. They said religion is, is so important to us as Americans that the government is not, not going to have any role at all. We're not going to establish. There will be no officially established state religion or church, but just as importantly, and what's left out in a lot of the conversations about the separation of church and state is that the government won't interfere with your free exercise of your religion. And we kind of think, well, that's maybe how it's supposed to work, but that was brand new in the world at that, at that time, the rest of the world basically had, um, churches or, or, or religions that were run by the state and our founders like I said were smart enough to say we're not going to do it that way the, the state's not going to establish religion which i think was smart I, I don't think it ends well for the church when the state oversees religion but just as importantly the state wasn't going to interfere with the free exercise of your faith and so um my book is really about what does it look like for us as people of faith to be to bring that uh, into the public arena, and uh, what should it look like when we do that? And that, that's really kind of, as somebody who had the chance to be mayor for two terms and governor two terms, my view of what that should look like as a faithful believer. And one of the things that is such a pressure point right now that we see in at the federal level is the push by some to limit free speech. 
and to limit the free exercise of religion or the limit the ability to peacefully assemble. And we see this pressure on that First Amendment and those First Amendment rights daily. So making certain that people understand the importance of faith to public service and the importance of the the ability to exercise that faith, I think is such a timely presence. So I'm looking forward to reading your book and getting your insights into that issue. Well, let me turn it a little bit closer to home. You and Chrissy sure. now have grandchildren and they are growing up. And I know that one of your goals in leaving public service was to spend more time with them. So when you talk about public service and you talk about freedom and the exercise of freedom, what are the messages that you send them? Well, thanks. Yeah, we actually have 10 grandchildren now. And I'm thinking you, one of your grandchildren, the one that you were kind enough to travel on our bus with us when we were running. And I remember that uh, grandchild calling you Marshy, as I remember. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And he's got to be 13, 14, 15, somewhere now? Yes. Okay, wow. Life goes fast, right? Yes, it does. uh, You know, I'm just like you, I've discovered that being a grandparent is not overrated. It really is the best job in the world. Mm -hmm. And you know, mine are just now getting to the age is where you can have those more ser- serious. My oldest one is I have them all the way from six months old to nine years old. So my oldest is just getting to those conversations where you can have a little bit more philosophical in nature. And I think one of the things you want to do want to do early with children is let them be people of gratitude. And one of those things that you want them to be filled with gratitude for is that our country, with all of its issues and struggles, is still the best idea out there in terms of self-government and um, that this experiment of self-government that's been going on for 245 years or however many it's been now uh, is really important, not just for us and our future and our kids and grandkids, but really for the world to see that, that this is the best idea. And uh, indeed, it is the best idea. And I know that there is a new chapter for you and Chrissy. So post-public service, uh, I know giving back is important for you. So where are you all going to spend your time? That's a great question. So uh, still involved in some business things, but we, we really have kind of both Chrissy and I have kept focusing on the things we focused on when we were in office. So a lot of issues around education. I, I truly believe that um, the key issues uh, of making certain that in, in public education that we have high enough standards and we have the right assessment to see whether students are learning and growing, is, are, are, those things are really important. So I've spent, I've still spent a lot of time on education-related issues. Um, Chrissy uh, got very involved in issues around foster parenting, around um, early literacy, uh, and some other things. And she's kind of continued to, to stay engaged in those issues as well. So we found our lives outside of office to be somewhat like it was inside in terms of you don't quit caring about the things that you cared about when you were in office. Um, but obviously your days look very much different. Um, and it's, I tell people my, my life is more of a, um, of a smorgasbord of, of a lot of different things than it was in, in, in when you're in office when kind of one thing ties them all together. 
Yes. Well, we're delighted to have you join us. I would encourage everyone to pick up your book and see how faith has informed our governor and then also how he sees that faith informing public service for each and every one of us. I'm Marsha Blackburn, and you have been watching Freedom Rings. You'll find our podcast wherever you pull down your podcast. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Senator. It's always good to see you. Thanks for your service. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for Senate, and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings. Executive producers are Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make Freedom Ring.